talking about musicians and cool things and stuff. It's the Holly and Josh Hello! Willkommen, mein Freund. How are you doing, my friend? Not bad. This is the Harley and Josh Show. I'm Harley. And I'm Josh. How <laughs> we like you already. Oh. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about what possibly is going to happen to the UK music industry post-Brexit. Oh. Heavy. I said the word, sorry. Uh, we're going to be talking about motivation and musicians and how we can stay motivated. Yes. Or be motivated in the first place. Plus, we've also got music from Stretch Soul Gang. Sink Your Teeth, and Ghosts of Mihan. Great, we've got loads loads to talk about today. So if you have any ideas, uh, any comments that you want to, you'd like to add, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening on the podcast, please uh, feel free to email us mm-hmm. or Facebook message mm-hmm. us or just comment in the post mm. of this thing, whether or, it's on YouTube or, or whatever. send a pigeon. Yes, yes. Send a pigeon to IO Radio, South Street. You'll get yourself a slot on the show if you send us a pigeon. Yeah, yeah. if you send us an actual pigeon, it must be alive, because if yeah. it's dead, it's considered a threat. <laughs> yeah, or oh, yes. you're a cat. <laughs> rabies. Um, <laughs> rabies pigeon? I'll think. Um, uh, so, Bird what have you been doing, boy? Right, okay. Well, it's been a bit. It's been holidays, isn't it? Yeah, half so term. All, yes. of our, all of my routine has kind of been... I thought I'd got Farting. out... Yeah. I thought I'd got out of the, like, the school routine thing, because as soon as you finish school, the biggest and weirdest thing to get used to is you don't have a, w- a whole week off every six weeks mm-hmm. and you're like That's oh mad, isn't it? I-, I need to get used to this yeah exactly where's the work coming from yeah oh yeah. also i need to you know pay my way into yeah life. exactly so uh but with kind of the way that rock project works and i'm sure as well with you with the schools that you teach in then then you do get a week off kind of yeah and it's never a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, God, what am I going to do with my time? But yeah. it is quite nice to sort of stretch out. How did you spend your time stretching out? So I, um, well, most of the time I, I spent doing very little because I had to have one of my teeth taken out, one of my wisdom teeth. One uh, wisdom teeth? Yeah. Uh, so I'm now uh, 25% less wiser. <laughs> less wiser. Well, <laughs> As you can go. tell, by the way, I, I words. <laughs> um yeah so that that, Hurts, that was a thing yeah it was weird i uh i came out the cinema i was like you know no <laughs> well that that's wow, where this is going that's <laughs> some good that's some good service that they yeah. do that just popcorn and tooth removals they gave me some really nice drugs no um i came out the dentist and like my face is very numb and i don't really fancy like driving home with half a numb face because mm-hmm. I, I mean that's kind of a distraction somewhat a so bit, i yeah. went to the cinema instead and What'd watched watch? how to train your dragon oh, amazing and uh, I was really, I, <laughs> you love it because the dragon's called Toothless. <laughs> I didn't remember. I didn't think of that. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were being a genius. <laughs> no, no. I wanted to go saying. Uh, say, the, the, yeah, the likeness is just remarkable. And well, yeah. I, I uh, wanted to go see the um, Spider Verse movie. Oh yeah. Um, but they had it was movies for juniors. Oh. Um, and they said I had to be accompanied by an adult, so I had to go see the <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon instead. <laughs> Self-burn. I always figure I got to get there first. Yeah, 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 someone yeah, else would say it. I said it was the first thing I said to Rain. Rain is doing it. He's tweeting it. Yeah, I know. I knew he. I, it was the first thing I told him because I knew he would make a joke if I didn't get there first. Of course. So I but, won this one. So uh, yeah. So you, we've kind of been a little bit, um, you know, less musical this week, really. Yeah. We? But I mean, yeah. you had you had a gig yourself, I did, didn't you? Yes, I had a gig. I was with Chart Attack. I we rehearsed Thursday night, which was a real shame because we it was a bit of a last minute change of plan. I was really hoping to go to the gigs that you went up, you did this weekend, uh, or that you went to, whatever. What yep. words happens? I participated. Um, so uh, we had to rehearse Thursday night. We had Nick Keeble on guitar, who was an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, really nailed down, learnt the stuff. We rehearsed Thursday night. There were a couple of songs. He's like, oh, I'm gonna have to go and learn that. I was like, the gigs tomorrow, man. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he nailed it down. He was like, he was, you know, true professional, mm-hmm. loads of energy, just in the pocket. Noise. And it, it was just great fun. Uh, so that gig was at the Trinity Sports and Social Club. Oh, great, yeah. uh, it was a nice crowd. They got people up on their feet, really dancing. Um, and it was really cool. It was really good fun. Yeah, I like that. Um, I Did had you do to... it in the, in the bar or in the uh, function area? <laughs> we were in the bar area because there was a 40th birthday party in the function area which Rock was a row. bit annoying what did they have a dj yeah and it yeah, was loud you can hear it right through that door oh, yeah those doors do not hold a lot uh, don't hold that sound so between every song you just have, mm, 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 yeah exactly um so that was a bit <laughs> annoying again. yeah so we just, <laughs> no! um and uh we uh, as we were packing down just some, just saw a couple of eyes staring through the window and it was donna uh one of our mums oh, right. uh from yeah. the rock project and she was like I didn't know you were playing, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you should have heard us." She was like, "Nah, I was too loud in there." 
couldn't hear oh, anything. Right. I was like, damn it. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was a, it was a, it was a good night though. It was really good fun. Um, and uh, I had to empty the van that night. Oh, no, that's, that's never fun. No, my I had to be up nice and early to drive to Lincoln the next day. Um, oh, business or pleasure? Purely pleasure. Mm. Purely pleasure. As we were saying last week about you know using this time to reconnect with friends, and Definitely. that's exactly what I did. I met with my good friend Nate Davenport, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. long-term friend. We met in Brighton when Rainer was down at BIM. <laughs> and <laughs> guess where Rainer was this weekend? He was. <laughs> he was down in Brighton. Yeah. yeah, so we were all in a band together, and Rainer this weekend was down hanging with Jack, who was the drummer for Flickr, yeah. and then I was up in Lincoln <laughs> with Nate, who was actually sometimes a drummer. He occasionally played drums but he was also the bass player when I wasn't there. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's all a bit kind of swipsy swapsies. Um, and this is coming from me, or I think was the original drummer for Flickr. <laughs> we did one song in college. Great anyway. three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great weekend. It was really cool. Um, and we just chilled out. We tasted the delights of Lincoln. Um, I was staying with, with Nate and Al, uh, who we... We did some uh, wedding suit shopping because they're getting married uh, later in the year. So we uh, got all togged up and stuff and uh, planned that. Uh, And um, Nate and Elle are vegan, so we uh, tasted the vegan delights. Uh, Well, we went to Wagamama's and... um, But we did go to a really nice place. I had a vegan okay. sausage, I had a vegan sausage roll from Greg's for the first time. Oh, what's the hype? Is it good? It's well good. Although I would say yesterday I had it warm, and it was it was all right. The texture slightly different though. Uh, but I actually had one on the van on the way here because I bought two. One right. for the drive home, which I didn't end up eating, so I had it for lunch today. And a cold vegan sausage roll couldn't tell the difference. All right, well, it's there you exactly go. Exactly the great. It's, it's amazing. It's tips and tricks from a musician community. Yes. Eat your sausage rolls cold. Yeah, mate. I'm all for that, mate. All for that. So, yeah, it was just a really good... Uh, fun weekend to catch up with those guys. Uh, we didn't see... We would look to see if there were any bands playing in Lincoln, but there weren't any sort of... Uh, Bands that we that the guy said were sort of um, yeah, representative w- of the scenes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, we um, ended up just going to a club and chilling there for a bit. It was a <laughs> place. Why called- did I just imagine this is like a like a Puff Daddy music video with you guys? Just <laughs> like <the> <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's actually a gay bar called Scene. Oh, cool. And I was S E E N. S C E N E. All right, so it's just uh, not just scene. Right, just it's full of scene. Just like, I saw you at scene. <laughs> Good <laughs> I seen, grammar. I, I seen that you got. I saw scene. Scene <laughs> said. Listen. Um, yeah, it was, it was quite cool actually. I was chatting with a guy uh, with Nate because they were playing loads of stuff from the Rocky Horror Horror Picture Show. Uh, Amazing. You know, and, and Sweet Transvestite came out. Everyone went mad because there was a lot of trans people Another horrible there. Thing and... for Jonathan Ross to say. <laughs> Rocky Horror. <laughs> Sweet Transvestite. Talk to me. <laughs> so um and i was like everyone's really into it and it's great and i said to, i said like, the first time i saw and the only time i saw the rocky horror picture show it was like i was watching it with someone we didn't really expect we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into and we kind of were like oh this is this is a lot to take in i think i need to watch it again knowing what's Definitely. coming and to be able to enjoy yeah. it a bit more that's wonderful because that um, proper weird 70s humor yeah like kind of similar to the carry-on films at times where you're just like oh, oh so tongue-in-cheek yes you're just gonna burst through isn't yeah it? yeah that's it and um yeah it, so that, that, that's that's on my list of things to watch in yeah. the next two years frankie I guess. has demanded that at some point i dress up as frankenfurter yeah he gets full-on tim curry with Mr. suspenders and for anybody for anybody who knows uh barnes courtney um, <laughs> that was my introduction to him first day of college he him performing dressed. uh i don't know if he was dressed up but in my mind he certainly was <laughs> <laughs> but performing that with all all the charisma that he does oh, yeah. and a hundred percent the the conviction I that you need for that actually, yeah. that was my first day that of college sweet yes and now he's Whew. Wonderful. World, world. Yeah, now he's world famous because of that yeah. one performance. Yeah, it was that one performance <laughs> and uh, my approval that got him to where he yes, is of now. Of course, yeah. Um, I did this thing on the way driving home. Okay? All right. I don't know if you've done this. You right. probably have because you're a musician and you write and stuff. And stuck in traffic on the Cambridge Junction thing that's all slow. And, and I had an idea for a song. Cool. And I was like, okay, right. And I was going through it and I was working it all out, not being able to write anything down or record anything because. I, yeah, I was driving um, and I was going through it I was really into it and I was like okay duh, 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 you know working this bit out and I was like okay cool it's in G it's in Lydian uh, it's in 9-4 okay getting this bit alright we'll do this section for the pre-chorus okay 
uh, wrote most of lyrics or, or a shape of the lyrics um, and kind of worked out what kind of person would sing this because I couldn't, you know, because right. I often write stuff that I can't mm. sing because, you know. Yeah, same. You, you write for the yeah. voice. That you're like, you're, I write for Aretha Franklin sometimes yeah. and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Damn it. Go yeah. So I was like, oh, um, okay, well, yeah, good, great, awesome. Got home. I actually went around my sister's uh, for dinner. I was like, but I was keeping him ahead and managed yeah. to get home, got in front of the computer to uh, to write it all out, I, I, you know, to put all the parts in, put the in- instruments up. I forgot it. No. I was, I was so it. angry. I was so Live upset it. with myself because I was like, this is the first bit of music which I'd written, which I was like, I... Well, at least this you've is... got a key and and uh, and uh, yeah, the scale. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's really not a lot to go by. <laughs> G Lydian, sort it. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I uh, I was so annoyed. I was I planned, and I wrote out about three different songs that were kind of, but nowhere near what what right. I had. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, it just doesn't have that feel. I was so annoyed. So mm-hmm. I went 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 to bed in a bit of a grump. Woke up this morning having a shower this morning. I was like, ah, got it. But I remembered it. So Very good. Jumped out of the shower, downloaded like a recorder, and just sang it into my phone. Nice. Um, actually, I did play it on. And then I played it on guitar. Worked out on guitar, and I didn't even have to learn it on guitar. Actually, I just played it because I knew exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. But have you ever done stuff like that where you write stuff and just lose it before you can get somewhere? Or do you have a theme? I mean, it's 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 the classic dream song, isn't it? Yeah. You go to bed and you've you've written this song. And it's amazing. It's it's so representative of you. It gets you somewhere. You're playing amazing gigs. You know, the girl that you had a massive crush on. I'm talking about when I was a teenager. You know, like I had a massive crush on. <laughs> she's suddenly like, yes, oh, you're amazing. I see your merit now. Uh, and and you're like, oh, I'm so going to record this when I wake up. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. You wake up and you've just remembered the last bit of the dream, which was about how good a particular, you know, bowl of Weetos was. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I want the sub. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's oh, it. the most frustrating thing ever. I'm glad you got it down. And I, I got it down. And it's um, got a name. Uh, no, wait. That's a good name. I think. No, wait. No, I think I, 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 I did write something down as an idea right. of a name uh, based on lyrics, but right now I can't remember a single word. word. Um, no. Which is fine because the, the lyrics were kind of just placeholders for the melody. Okay, yeah. So that it, uh, it's not the end of the world. The lyrics... like when you're making a brochure on Microsoft Publisher and it gives you loads of Latin stuff. Yeah. Did you just write it all in Latin? Oh, e what... pluribus unum. What is that called? That's a specific thing. Oh, go on. Um, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's a lot of people. Uh, any 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 writers or any uh, people who just you put a bit of writing and it's a it's a specific like a phrase. Thing, it's a right. specific uh, piece of literature right that is just basically placeholder right um i don't know about you but when i'm writing songs and stuff i will rewrite the entire lyrics and melody three times before i find one that i'm happy with mm. there was a song i worked with that started off as, as lyrics put all the music underneath and when i went hmm, don't like the lyrics don't like the melody so i wrote a different melody i was like i could then do the same thing again and come up with something else yeah, I, could, yeah, I could write I could keep the old lyrics and put a different bit of music underneath because mm-hmm. that's what didn't work they didn't marry up Mm. So maybe that's just a way of just recycling. Yeah, I mean, there's some really. This is really good um, sort of topic, and um, you know, and, and stuff for us to talk about later on with our motivation yeah. talk, um, because yeah, there there is a lot to do with motivation and, and and what you're actually doing something for. Yeah. Um, for for sort of down the line, but until then, I think we should play some music. Certainly, certainly. Oh, actually, if you don't mind, I'm oh, going to change my mind. Go on. Um, because we have some new music coming up this weekend uh, from Stretch Soul Gang. This is uh, one of their newest singles. It's called Earache. Stick around for the gig list to find out where they heal. That was Stretch Soul Gang with Earache. Nice. Very tight band. I've yes. seen them live. They they nail it every single time. They're playing this Saturday, the Three Wise Monkeys uh, in Ipswich. Ipswich, great. So yeah, uh, yeah, stick I'll around. I'll be there. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm gonna go along to that. I think they got some so, DJs as well. And I oh, hope great. it's Dan Lee Harvey, but I don't know. I'm gonna check it out. I don't know about you, but earache because it's written as one word. It looks like irachi. <laughs> it's like a sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy. So mate, um, um what it do was, you have, so? yeah, it was half term. So you know, I still filled it up with stuff to do. Yeah. Um, that's the great thing about when it is um, a week where you're not teaching. There's so much time that you can spend, uh, you know, where you'd usually be teaching, planning what you're going to be doing for the next 
term mm. uh, and also what's going to be happening you know I a lot of the time the band stuff does have to just take a back seat when I'm doing a lot of teaching because uh, you know people's learning is more important <laughs> a lot of yeah, the time it gets definitely. put above a lot of things um, so it was kind of like you know um, uh, going back over plans for the rest of the year uh more festival applications and things like this i mean if you guys listening in um are wanting to get festivals you need to be on it like now Mm. um if not you should have been on it in october (laughs) usually october is like when things sort of start brewing uh, and when we start you know kind of getting around to things um because you know obviously things just get booked up real easy and especially at the beginning of the year everybody's like right my new year's resolution is to play more festivals so immediately these places get flood flooded with with yeah. emails and, and, and correspondence that they have not warranted uh, so they're Definitely. just like oh god have you got many booked uh any any yeah Confirms some nice yeah so some nice ones we're going to do cosmic puffin we're going to do yeah. um uh, ones that we can't disclose um we're going to do scarlet <laughs> festival we're going to do Bjors, <laughs> yeah we're going to Bjors music festival um and we might be doing some stuff up in scott scotland um there's a couple of ones that are interested in having us which is really nice nice so man. yeah we're going to be all over the place hopefully some in europe as well but We'll get on to why that might be a difficulty when we talk about Brexit. Um, so yeah, I, I, but I got to hang out with Angel. Yes, um, I saw the saw the picture. It was man. amazing. For, she, she was shooting a, a music video for "Who Do You Think You Are," the track that we played on the yeah. show uh, when she joined us a couple of weeks back. Uh, you can check our YouTube channel for that one. Please listen in. She's really interesting talking about gender inequality in the music industry. Um, and uh, she had, she, we were at the, the, the Robert Pasiti Think Tank, uh, which is right next to the Ipswich Museum. Yeah. So you've got this beautiful museum space and this kind of factory part. But for, because they put on Spill Festival every other year, um, they, they, they were sort of responsible for the, that, those haunting voices on the Ipswich Marina and oh, the floating, yes. uh, you know, and the helicopter with, you know, being a lot of choral music from the, from the sort of the First World War. And, uh, they had some the, some of these sort of beer crates left over from the festival when they did spill, and they're all pink. And you don't get them in pubs anymore. No. There's like a health and safety thing. Um, but we used to use them for gigs all the time, just yeah. for like amp stacks. You? Uh, yeah. I remember when like we first, sort of when the, la- the latter days of us doing our gigs, and we're like, oh, could you have a beer crate to put our amp on? They're like, oh, no, we don't have them anymore. Yeah, you're like, like oh, uh, why? But they were so useful, right? Because so they just keep the amp off the floor and you just don't lose a lot of your sub through the floorboards, mm. if it's a, especially if it's a hollow floor in a pub because there's the cellar below and just all your sub frequencies go down there. But, yeah, so she made a castle out of beer crates. Um, and it was amazing. This big pink fort, and she sat up at the top of the... Um, and Remy, uh, I think it's from Red Cactus Media, mm-hmm. was filming it. And she's done some big artists, and she's been all over the world. She's, you know, she's a very talented woman. Um, she had a little, like, toddler there. Must have been just under two years old, I reckon. Right. So yeah, so I was over the moon. I was just, <laughs> just like keeping a toddler entertained. That was fun. But so I just basically turned up to do, sort of do a, just help out carrying stuff because there's a lot of you know the, those crates and stuff we had to move them all inside for another setting afterwards yes because I, I yeah i saw there was an outside and inside yeah exactly great. it was really cool um beck uh becky Cesar, um from impilo was there and uh so because he did a cameo in in the, in the video he's playing like piano in the background and singing along awesome. um but yeah so he was helping us sort of like um, like document it and put it up on the Instagram story and keep them photos of all the behind the scenes footage. She had some wonderful dancers. Um, I think his name was Maurice, and he was sort of uh, was tutoring a couple dancers. Real talent there. And they they went immediately to a class and dance east yeah. on the waterfront. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to find out who they were and just recommend that people go and learn from him because he was very talented. Um, but oh. yeah, the, the video I think is gonna be great. It's yeah. uh, like it's uh, Angel just looking like an absolute regent. She had this sort of, you know, she had like a tiara on and this big flowing coat at some points, and she's just it, yeah, giving it attitude. From, from the pictures I see, it looked really kind of playful and really. Yeah. Uh, it seemed to really be exactly what Angel is as a person. Yeah, like as as you know, real, like just really cool she's bubbly yeah, I yeah. Mean, she's also like that song's a bit of smack talk like it's yeah. just sort of saying to people like you know who do you think you are come around here with your basic bars um but so which is quite funny because it, it's it's not a contradiction to other stuff but it is um it's how she does attitude it's not just sort of like copying mm. how other people have beef with people or whatever but i i have a, con- uh, like I have a little cameo in it 
because uh, one of her lyrics says I'm the only girl repping in this all male scene I think it was and it's just like a, it, just, it scans over me Bebe and then Angel <laughs> <laughs> she's just like eh. so yeah I was like yeah it's fine you use me as your villain I've got a moustache now yeah um, yeah you are <laughs> so, um, but yeah so had that that was great really happy to be proud of that also got to see with a good friend of ours Raina Vandell ticket off your bingo cards um, I went to see Pet Needs yeah play at the railway now they were on t- well they weren't on tour they were supporting a touring band from Lille in France um, and Rusty from Cosmic Puffin yeah. um, uh, sort of he's he gave me some good insight there there's a there's a, uh, a Facebook page uh, just called um, uh, I think oh, it's, it's pro- bands promoters or gigs needed sort of thing yeah and I'm a, I'm a member of it and, mm. um, and I post stuff in there sometimes but I don't check back on it enough because they got the gig because Hollis Park, uh, this band from from France, posted up saying we need support acts in these areas. Uh, anybody got any suggestions? And he sort of went straight in for it. You know, I'm not sure if it comes up with the best paying gigs or anything like this, but I think this comes up with some really good opportunities. Yeah. And especially just, just life fun things to do with your life mm. you know like you know sometimes it's very easy to just sit there and go right what well, chase the best paying gig but you know think about life experiences if you you know if, if a band from france says we're touring and maybe you know you'll come and play with us sometime yeah. in france you're like yeah screw I've, it <laughs> that I've sounds well fun got sort of last minute gigs or stuff like that on facebook um some of them a lot of them being function gigs but it's been a case of we need a band for tomorrow is anyone about it's in norwich and i've gone mm. well, i'm not doing anything tomorrow I could do with a little bit of money, there but I, like, I don't think t- 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 I'll do it if it pays this well. It's just like, yeah, I'll do it because yeah. it's a challenge. I've got, I've got 24 mm. hours to learn a set and I like yeah. that kind of challenge. Yeah, stretch yourself. Yeah. Like a soul gang. I'd uh, see what you did there. Mm. But yeah, so I'm wearing my Pet Needs t-shirt yeah. right now. Loving it. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, repping this as much as I can. Um, Hollis Park were really good. I think they brought their own PA with them. Okay. And it's this little RCF system. It's very compact. And it was, because uh, at the railway, I don't think it's the same PA that they use at the railway. They've got an RCF system, but they're not, it's, it's far from compact. It's Yeah, it's the, a... this one is very, very small. I mean, you know, the sub itself, I'm trying to, I mean, it, it didn't come far off the ground. It would sort of, it would have, you know, pole mounts so you can put the tops mm. on. The tops, I mean, they look like the size of a cereal box. Um, and the wow. sub, yeah, the subs, I mean, I'm trying to think, n- not much bigger than a normal like a mm. uh, computer tower kind of right, thing. Yeah. slightly wider but they really kicked it out and they, yeah. had, they obviously they must have been set up the speakers must be set up in array um, and also angled just like those Bose sound yeah. um, bars to really spread yeah because they had the, the band Hollis Park didn't come on tour with any backline I think I think it was all done through right, um, yeah. sort of a racking stuff that they had they must have had like an X32 or something like that through there but they uh, they had no amps on stage, so they had the the PA pointing. Some of it was pointed at them mm. as sort of fallbacks, and some of them had in, in ears. Um, <laughs> awkward moment because they did they did bring a, a a touring sound engineer with them. He did a great job. I thought it was really really good sound. Mm. Rainer agreed with me. Um, but on the second, you know, after the first song, um, you only noticed after they finished playing that the click for the drummer was coming through the front of the house oh. and it took him ages to try and figure out where it was coming from and how to turn it off the poor guy and they were like that is not part of the show I'm very sorry <laughs> <laughs> but yep. they, they did great I mean the drummer uh, I think 22 23 inch kick drum absolutely massive right. and, and Rainer was saying it's just like some of the biggest symbols you've ever seen it was like 16 inch uh, hi-hats and nice. uh, the ride itself I think it was like 23 24 inch the bell is just massive on it so he's yeah. like, really talented drummer really talented I was trying to I was likening them a little bit to like In Me meets Alexis on Fire oh, with a little wow. bit of Deftones in there so yeah they have but female singer female drinking vocals um, can't, I can't off the top of my head I, you know I'm just going to do the lazy Paramore comparison um, but it's because she had a similar power in her voice yeah. to Hayley Williams she That's wasn't never a bad didn't thing sound Hayley like Williams so she, yeah she's a very good singer so yeah, I think they did a really good job. Pet needs. I mean, it's a Thursday. Yeah. A Thursday night, so it wasn't sold out, but there was a good crowd there. The people that were there really wanted to be there. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Um, and they played it like it was Wembley. Right. They nailed it. They were so good. Um, 
uh, Rainer and I were just, you know, enthralled by them. Johnny and his brother and the other two guys, I can't remember what they're called, um, both, all four of them were playing hard. Yeah. Um, as if, like, it was, you know, a very important gig, which, uh, as an audience member, you really appreciate. Because, mm. I mean, they were sweating by the end of it, but they really had the crowd's admiration and and undivided attention. The uh, you know he would he would come off stage while the guitarists are tuning and he would just talk into the, the audience off the mic because you know you could hear him. It, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't so crowded and people were talking so much that you know you wouldn't understand what he's saying. Comes up with great stories about the songs he'd written um, and you know being quite honest about certain ways the songs are written instead of just sort of saying oh there's this great romantic story that I could tell you. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, th- great, I think they sounds did a great. really really good a good gig. Um, but the weekend I had no gigs as Frankie wished me away to a, a beautiful place in uh in norfolk we went away for the whole weekend just oh, her nice. and i just like you said just finding time for people we love and, and, yeah. and the people closest to us and yeah we've come back really happy and just ready to go nice man so yeah bring it on bring yeah, on the week bring it on right so i'm gonna play some music before we get on to the music news um this song is by sink your teeth they're playing this weekend at the smokehouse this track is called substitutes they're from norwich check it out man. Cheek and sleek stuff from subs from sink your teeth. Sorry, <laughs> if you can hear me, that's <laughs> always a good in. thing. Yeah, sink your teeth into that. That was substitutes. They're uh, coming down to the smokehouse this weekend. Stick around for the gig list to figure it out. But until then, music news, music news. Here we go. Music news. Still doesn't get old. Bringing up, <laughs> bringing up the B word. It's Brexit time. Uh, Uh, This is on the back of a new study that's come out. About 50.1% of the interviewed musicians in the UK, composers, songwriters, lyricists, producers, and artist managers fear Brexit will have a negative impact on their jobs. That's a very interesting... It's a big... uh, It's it's right down the middle, isn't it? 50%. Yeah, uh, that's exactly very close to the brexit vote moment. yeah exactly so there we very go very interesting stuff around one in five or 28 percent don't really know what's going to happen and that's what i wanted to touch on what is going to happen um because i mean the uk music industry is a powerhouse one in eight albums purchased around the world in 2017 was by a uk artist wow. uh, uh, and in 2017 the uk music industry was worth a record 4.5 billion pounds that's i mean that's 2017 so that's in the wake of the Brexit vote. Yeah, that's within within these that. two years. Yeah. Uh, well, three years. Um, so, you know, people have been uncertain, but they are still investing in the UK music industry, whether it's going to carry on uh, or who knows. But the export revenues of British music grew by 7% to a new high of 2.6 billion. Uh, the O2 in London was the world's most popular arena that yeah. year. Oh, wow. And famous acts like, uh, yeah, it's the thing that, that people are traveling to the UK to go to a big show at the O2 in London is a a big driver of our economy, especially as musicians. Um, So the fact that there may be limits on that, that's not the best case scenario, is it? So less people will be traveling Mm -hmm. here because visas will be difficult or, you know, just getting into the country will be harder. Um, Big acts like Rod Stewart are calling for a second referendum, uh, as well as the Beggars Group, XL, Rough Trade and 4ID issued a warning over the effects Brexit could have on emerging artists. Mm. specifically with regards to restrictions on travel for staff and artists tra- tariff costs so if you wanted to send your stuff abroad you know like sell merch you're gonna have to pay for the tariff uh, duties and withholding taxes on royalties because we're not working under the same laws so that'll be really quite difficult for people like us that's been the, my main issue yeah. with it is the fact of how difficult is it for us going to be to tour over there uh, on mainland europe and also to be able to sell our merch there um, what have been your kind of main worries with this? Um, so, I my worries and concerns is not only for the amount of uh, it's musicians coming into the country, but musicians going out of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you say, there's a lot of British artists who are known internationally, uh, not only sort of in the in the mainstream, in the in the, you know the top of the charts, but all the way down. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to make touring that little bit harder. Mm. There are still bands who do US tours and do uh, tours outside of Europe, and that won't change things as such. But it's just like 
it's so easy to go over to Europe now and yeah. to uh, to do music stuff. Yeah, but it looks good for your CV, doesn't it? If you've Certainly. toured in countries other than your own, I mean, you know, so that might be taken away from the, the next generation of musicians. And I thought, I, in that regard, I, I've, I've told this story before about with Scroo- Scroogeous Pip. He's based down in Essex, mm-hmm. but he did his first, like, 20, 30 gigs up north. Right. Because they'll go, because up north they went, oh, he's from London. He must be good. Right, yeah. His way. And then after that, they went, well, he's done loads of stuff outside of London. Yeah. So he, he, Very you know. smart. So it's the same thing. Like, if you're trying to tour mm. in different countries, if they say, well, you've gone over to, to France, I mean, it's mm. just the next country over or whatever, but, you know, you're still toured. Um, the dip, there's a difficulty here also. Uh, PRS, uh, the main royalty collection society in the UK, they actually expect the current protection on sound recordings to remain the same. So okay. not really to change. Um but UK music copyright law changed in recent years to fall in line with the EU directive uh, that was approved in 2011. So we do have rights laws that are quite aligned with the EU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so protection on sound recordings uh, were increased from 50 years to 70 years. Um, so, you know, the EU has helped us with our, our copyrights. So, you know, whether the PRS are able to keep that the same will yeah. be really good. Uh, the British phonographic industry, or the BPI, says that a strong agreement with the EU is required to ensure Brexit does not negatively impact Britain's musical export, imports and exports. Um, because That was a great thing that happened in Ipswich uh, the past couple of weeks. Cad Taylor uh, and a bunch of guys from uh, Ipswich Community Media mm. have been uh, working with sort of acts that have been linked with the British Museum um, and getting sort of people from Syria, from Africa uh, and lots of people that, that live in the UK mm. uh, and have grown here uh, and and nurtured their music here but they still have their their influences from their yeah. country of origin and they were recording them just for for library music of just sort of like listening to uh, music from different cultures that have been affected by our own culture and there's things like this which are so invaluable to a music scene of having outside influences not only from uh, outside of our town but outside of the, the UK yeah. uh, which would be greatly affected in the future in the far future with less people from immigrant backgrounds coming here and sort of adding different flavors to our music yeah um which is already turning people away um apparently the permit system um and sort of the visa system has already gotten people that were supposed to be coming over to festivals this year saying no i can't be bothered there's just too much paperwork involved um uh, i've got so much written down here man i mean i'm never going to be able to get through this but um yeah, it's, it's just things about extra tariffs, duties, tax withholdings, and royalty payments. Uh, it translates roughly to a lot of basically additional paperwork. Yes. Additional costs and headaches for artists and their teams, you know? Yeah, because all that ease of, I say, borderless travel is, mm-hmm. is makes life very easy. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be a thing. Um, and it's also the, I'm never sure what the, the social will change as well. Do you think Brexit might cause uh, a change in the dynamic of the way that we write music? Will have inspiration in terms of that on on that regard, which might mean some good things or whatever. Mm. Uh, Yeah, you know. So I mean, you know, there'll be more protest songs maybe written. Uh, There's already you know a rising concept albums and things like this happening. So Reformation of Rage Against the Machine. Yes, please. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, So I think the shining light in this will have to be things like the musicians union uh trade bodies that are out there that uh you know there to help people Mm. that are confused by this kind of situation because not all of us are politics uh you know geniuses so the musicians union is campaigning for the government to guarantee a simple cheap and admin light eu touring visa for musicians and performers a petition for which has been signed by over fifteen thousand people i think they could probably get more than that um this option is preferable over the reintroduction of the carnet so that's kind of like the government's thing at the moment, a legal document that shows you can temporarily move goods such as musical instruments outside the UK. The ATA carnet that covers 70 countries currently costs 325 quid right. plus a deposit. That may not sound like much for like a major artist, but like people like us, yeah. 300 quid. That, that's, that's your gig fee. Yeah. And exa- then some. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you might not be able to make that back on on, uh, on touring stuff. And it was just, you know... Uh, what was it? The lead singer of the Undertones, Fergal Sharkey, used to yeah. be uh, used to be touring a lot, but he um, 
you know, he works for, um, you know, for a lot of touring agencies. He yeah. recalls a widely shared quote by his predecessor and former undertones, yeah, who spoke of how he'd watch road crew on their hands and knees at the back of the stage, picking up broken drumsticks and curling guitar strings into little packets. Mm. Because the rules were, if you said on the paperwork you'd taken 400 drumsticks out of the country, you'd bring them all back. <sighs> yeah, even if they were all broken. Shaggy explains, I have stood and watched them steam with fury while some belligerent bureaucrat made them unload a 40-foot Arctic trailer to count the number of speakers. Do we really want to go back to that? That could be post-Brexit. Yeah, let's not go that. Please no. I'll sign for that. (laughs) No, thank you. But yeah, so I think... If you're if you're a musician and you're confused about this and you want some more information, I think get in touch with the musicians' union would be a really good idea. Um, and you know, the future doesn't look particularly great right now. No, uh, but I think there are loads of workarounds that we can do for independent musicians. Yeah, I think we'll get there. Yeah, we'll find a way. Yeah, mate. Life uh, finds a way. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, there it is. Shall we? Uh... <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> Go on. Oh, shall I do it properly? Go on, put it up properly, will ya? There we go. <laughs> Jingle. Um, so, Harley, this is what you teased last week. Yes. Motivation. Such an aggravation. I don't know that slide, damn it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, motivation's week. a real thing. I've, I've been struggling, something I've been struggling with a lot recently. I uh, have, my my life world whatever has changed in certain ways and it can be it can take the wind out your sails a little bit um but i'm desperate to sort of be writing and to be pushing Mm -hmm. the bands and uh to be sort of furthering my musical world Mm. um but just finding that motivation and that can be a real challenge sometimes i don't don't know if that's something you've oh definitely i think everybody does any creative uh, individual can can find you know can relate to you in that point is just like feeling like you want to have an output that is representative of who you are um and when that isn't coming because of motivation is just going to harm your motivation even more because you're like ah what's the point in getting up and going because i'm not getting it out yeah but yeah what are your thoughts on it um well, I I I chucked this out to my my Facebook crew. Ooh, crew them. Facebook craw. 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 Um, side note, you know, Motley Crew when they first because they've got the umlaut. Yeah, they. When they did a gig, I can't remember where it was, but like when they were first touring, they people in the crowd Motley Craw in, <laughs> in like Europe. Um, so yeah, uh, Andy Hopkins had a very good point. She said she uh, she goes to see players perform. It's very inspiring. Uh, True. When she sees bands or artists doing it right and inspires that. her to practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's another thing, actually, inspiring yourself to practice. Yeah. Because uh, that can be a real slog because it's a long process. It's not it's not an immediate payoff. Yeah, definitely, man. Just yeah. little things like that. Yeah, it's uh, The thing is, it affects everybody. Big artists, small yeah. artists. Brian Wilson, reportedly, was like, just used to stay in bed for days and days and days, days on end. Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the genius behind it who was... And still uh, would come out with those amazing things. So, you know, he he became, you know, completely buried by this motivational pit. Yeah. Um, and still managed to come out with it. So, you know, there's a, way, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Certainly. But it's, the difficulty, I think, is finding motivation when you actually need it. That's it. Because it's all good when you're sort of like, you're, you're up in the morning, you're like, all motivated yeah. times. But then you got to go to work. Yeah. So you get to work and you've got a song stuck in your head and you're like... Like you said, yeah. you don't have time to put it down. And that's when you want, you've got the motivation. It's just already there. Um, but when you get home after you've just been working or, you know, just doing stuff yeah. that isn't to do with music, that's when you need the motivation is when you're like, oh, I'm knackered. Yeah. So, it's... yeah. That's, and then you and you either forget it or you just weren't at the time of, of sort of having it down. And so, also having, finding the motivation to do things that not necessarily you want to do, but like the, the, the slightly less creative sides of doing mm. writing or you know that the boring parts you know yeah. when it comes to uh writing writing up a, a, an advert or uh contacting writing up an email to a to a venue to mm. sort out like you know and those it's are not the fun stuff they're not the musical bits that you no. want to do but they kind of have to be done if you're a working musician and yeah so you know you'll have come up with a great song idea then you've got to do all that stuff and then by the end of it you're like oh i don't feel like getting anything out mm. but yeah so I think a lot of it has to do with self-doubt. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, um, so it's kind of... So I think what we need to be doing, instead of just talking about how bad motivation is for musicians, is talk about how to get out of it, how to get out yeah. of the motivational pit. So uh, a couple points I've put down. Use self-doubt 
as a self-analysis rather than sitting there going just being down on yourself mm. like just go yeah because that's the times when i'm sitting there going oh why do i bother i can't do this particularly well i can't do it like that person yeah um instead i'll be sitting there going okay so what is it about me that i need to make better for it to work and that also you know when you suddenly click in your head of something that would a process that would help you out makes you go oh i'm gonna do that now and yeah. then it gets you motivated uh there's one thing that i um uh, i heard there's a kind of a podcast about self-help that i listen to which is really quite useful mm-hmm. uh and it's just three guys talking about how they get through their just struggles mm-hmm. and one of them says that you know when he gets into doing things that um he doesn't want to be doing like he finds a, a really unhelpful thing is he'll look at his phone every three minutes mm-hmm. he doesn't like doing that because it's it's not healthy it looks rude and mm-hmm. um it's kind of a and it's, it's kind of a coping mechanism for the stresses of life it doesn't need mm. Uh, and he's, he starts off from just every time he does that, he's aware. He goes, "Ah, oh, I'm looking at my phone. I don't yeah. need to. I'm looking at it. Don't get annoyed about it. Don't try and yeah. up, don't up, get upset Down about it. Yourself, much, yeah. yeah. But the sooner you can identify that something that you're 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 doing or something that you're not doing, you acknowledge it, and yeah. then you can go, okay, well, I've done that lots this week. That's that was actually a point that I wanted to hit on is is anti productivity triggers. So there yeah. are certain things that we all do that just trigger us being slovenly or not bothering with stuff. So like um, getting your phone out every mm. three minutes um, because you just so they're just you're just scrolling through Instagram or Facebook. There's no point to it. Uh, watching a TV show, if you know, you know, is actually yeah. getting you anywhere. I, I watch. I've been watching Black Sails. I absolutely love it. But I binge it mm. and I've done nothing. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's bad. Um, slumping down on the couch as soon as you get in from work. If you're like, you know, if you wanted to do some music that night, don't just sit down and go have five minutes me, before I start it. Just get on with it. As some, uh, me and Al were talking uh, yesterday about gym motivation. Yeah. And uh, they were saying that... That's another one. Live healthily. Yes. Yeah. You know, if, if you're... Live if you're, and eat healthily. Certainly, I find I'm a lot happier when I've eaten Exercise. good food. Yeah. Um, but if I... I've now moved to a gym in Felixstowe, which is actually less productive mm-hmm. because... I get home, pick up my gym stuff, but once I'm home, it's harder than to leave the house. So mm. now I always keep my gym bag freshly cleaned in the van, nice. and I finish work and I go straight to the gym. I don't go home first. Smart. Like, if I go home, it's an excuse to not just go. sit down. Yeah, and just and just and just as soon as you just go, <sighs> yeah, then you're just deflated and you're done. Um, yeah, drinking water. I found yes. drinking water like just really has helped me. Uh, just to feel a little bit less congested all the time yeah um, and just yeah it stops me slumping I actually find dressing just getting dressed or dressing well mm. can really really help you I was watching a video earlier about a man uh, um, oh, I've forgotten his name I'm going to find out what it was but he was saying about how a well fitted suit is kind of like your motivation you'll mm. just well a badly fitted suit even if you just put on a badly fitted suit um, and at first it just feels tight and not quite right but you still look good right you kind of get yourself into the mode of okay this is you know like like being motivated doesn't always feel comfortable straight away mm. you know you're sitting there just going right okay i've just got to do stuff mm, but i don't want to and you're just kind of slouching away from it after a while your posture will get better and you'll just start to get warm into this kind of new situation you're in yeah. um it was uh linked into sort of basically like acting like somebody um act as if you are a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Not so much in a way that you're being a douche to people, but like that's that's a lot of the time what I've what's helped me is to sit there and just kind of expect that putting hard work in is going to get you somewhere. Yeah. And putting the the doubt that that that, that is you know is a certainty uh, out of your mind and just be the big shot you think you are. Yeah. If you are if you're being a douche and you're and you're not and you're hurting people on on the way, don't do that. Like you know because you're they're going to see you on the way down. And. That actually does touch another point that I was going to make. Actually, have you do you ever suffer from imposter syndrome? How do you mean? Uh, so imposter syndrome is the feeling that you're not you're not qualified. You're a phony. Yeah, that you're not qualified to be in the a job role that you were in. Phony. And you're right. And I, I I get that a lot, and I know a lot of people who have that, and mm-hmm. it's so common. Yeah. And for anyone who ever ever feels like teachers, I think we all feel that. Oh, I, yeah, I feel like definitely. why are we, why are people listen to my opinion? Yeah, but you know, because we are learned, we know what we're talking about. But you know, it doesn't stop us from doubting that sometimes. And it's easy to think, remind you, or it's very good to remind yourself that everybody suffers from that. Mm-hmm. I know people who are the top of their game mm-hmm. and goes, 
oh, I'm not very good at this. Yeah, I, I shouldn't be at the top. Yeah. You know, and it's knowing that that's just a thing that we have. And when you think of that, yeah. just identify it, give it a name. It's I'm impos- a fraud. It's imposter syndrome. It's not yeah. I'm an imposter, it's imposter syndrome. Yeah, true. I mean, it, it, like you say about other people that are on the top of their game, the other people that are on the top of the game have come from worse situations. That's mm. one of the things. And it's, it's kind of being thankful of the situation you're in. There are people that have been given less than you um but have had a higher sense of urgency and gotten further so you know they they may not have had like you know uh, they they might have come from a broken broken home they may have gone through some serious hardships um i'm thinking of eminem right now uh, you know and they've come out on top because they've just had a sense of urgency and i think there is instead of sitting there going out tomorrow i'll do it then Mm. it's urgency you gotta sit there and think okay i could die tomorrow yeah. you know and and i wouldn't have achieved anything so if you just if you live like that it's like my big break could come tomorrow or it could come now yeah then the urgency is there you're like okay i've just got to get on with this right yeah definitely definitely any other sort of suggestions anybody else who might be listening have or you know yeah. any stories you might have that you've got kind of got onto these situations yeah um there was one little anecdote i heard from local dude ed sheeran Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was actually really, really, really good. It was it was a young kid, but it was in an audience. I was watching an interview from him ages ago. Said, "Do you have any advice for any young musicians?" And he was just like, "Right, right, right. Perform, perform, perform." You know, not like he didn't say it like that, but he gave a great analogy. Was if you you got if you, you've got to get bad songs out and done um, before you can come out with good songs or a good show. You know, do a bad show yeah. after a while you do good shows. He said it's like turning on a tap in like a dodgy place that hasn't been used for a long time you turn it on there's gonna be a load of gunk and sludge that comes out of first but if you leave it running after a while clean water will come through after a while yeah. there might be the odd gunky sludgy bit come through but most of the time you've got clean water and you've got something to work with yeah um so yeah you've got to clear it out first basically. that's it uh i think it was russell kane said the difference in a a, a good comedian and a bad comedian is a good comedian has died more times than an am- than a, a amateur comedian yeah. has done yeah that's great exactly you will die you will have your bad days uh, and you know that those bad days are to make those good mm. days better but if you get productive you get motivated and you start doing it immediately yeah. then those bad times will go quicker just get that as bit yeah. done and then you've you're you're, you're clear, clear sailing you're laughing clear hearts bright futures well, never young. lose Wild Young Hearts. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, mate. Uh, you know, that was quite fun, wasn't it? Talking about motivation. Let's think about instead the next part of our beautiful show. <laughs> what are you doing this week, Harley? Oh, I've only got the one gig myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, with, with me? You, with you. I, yeah. So, that's uh, Hoppy both of us. Where is it, by the way? Hoppy and the Hopefuls live at the Duke of York. Thank you, mate. <laughs> that is Friday, 1st of March. Yes, so that'll be cool. Uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, man. Um, Come down. That's really fun. Yes. It's yeah. always a fun gig, and, and I like the Duke of York playing in there. It's a nice good. layout. It's a really friendly atmosphere for that kind of thing. Yeah, People exactly. can really just sort of just get into it. Yeah, man. Um, that's the only gig that I've got, so I'm going to look and see what other gigs are going on. I'm going February 26th, which is tomorrow, or in the past, if you're listening to this on YouTube, or on our podcast, which is on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, the Angel Open Mic with Merlin Bruce is happening at 7.30 at the Angel in Woodbridge. Uh, that is Tuesday. Um, also, on Wednesday, we're going to be playing this band in a moment. Ghosts of Men are playing in on a Wednesday in Colchester at the Townhouse. It's a 13s... Uh, to 19 year old gig so uh, it's not for adults so right, it's for people yeah. that you know for kids that just need a good gig so yeah check that's that great. out if that's you want to really take cool. your kid along to a gig and not be there but Ghost of Men are a sick band so they'll be great that's that's in, in cahoots with Cosmic Puffin as we said earlier Sink Your Teeth uh, uh, that we played in the show with Lula York and Sordes are playing this Friday at 7.30 at the Smokehouse where we are right now what about you Harley what's next uh, so uh, I have got uh, I've got Last Gunfighter at the uh, Royal George. Yes, indeed. That so, is Saturday, 2nd of March at the Royal George. Yes. Which will be quite fun. Mr. Rob Lewis. Have you done Saturday gig, Saturday's gig at the Smokehouse? I was reading. I can't listen when, I re- when I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I haven't done Saturday's one. So we've got Hurricane Wolves are playing at the Smokehouse. 
Yeah. Which, uh, Who are they playing with? That's a very good question, which uh, I will answer very shortly. So they have got Banco, Flame, and Flames of the Lizardbirds. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool name. Yeah, I like that. Flames of the Lizardbirds. Um, uh, also on Friday, 8 o'clock at the Brewers Arms in Ipswich, Lost Revelation are playing a gig for Mind. Guess who is supporting? Who's that? Harmless Crossfire. Awesome. Amazing students from the Rock Project. Check them out. They're very talented. Cool. Uh, but we are a bit biased. March the <laughs> 2nd, uh, Saturday at 9 o'clock, who we played on the show earlier, Stretch Soul Gang. Yes. That's at the Three Oz Monkeys in Ipswich. Um, so that's uh, with, with DJ support. I'm hoping it's Dan Harvey. Uh, yeah, that's boy. Saturday at nine o'clock. Cool. Uh, also at the Coder in Colchester, we've got Hobo Chang. Polly Haynes is their bass player. Nice. Uh, and Pillbox are also playing at Coder in Colchester at Saturday at nine o'clock. Uh, we've also got Keith Sadler Presents on Sunday. Uh, which is at Arlington's. He's got a new thing. He did. He had it with Jade Made Jean last time. Yeah. Uh, this is Phil Jackson this time. Nice. Good friend to the show. Good, good old Bean. Phil Faxon. But that's all his. Um, <laughs> it's all his. Um, he's Faxon. Um, <laughs> he is playing all his original stuff. So his singer songwriter stuff. So that's Great. stuff that I've played before. And yeah, he's a talented bloke. Um, nice. Also Sunday, Holly D Johnston from Backwater Records is playing at the Arbor House in Ipswich. Nice. At Sunday at seven o'clock. I went past there the other day. I didn't know where it was. I was oh, like, oh, it's there. Like, what is that? <laughs> um, and also Sunday at three o'clock, homebrew, Mark Stewart. Um, the genius himself is playing some blues and roots at the Black Soul Ship in Woodbridge at three o'clock. Lovely place. So that's that bit done. Cool. Um, we've got a touch on the uh, on the Facebook game this week. Yes, there were some brilliant ones. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got to be <laughs> and I, I, real quick. I mean, these aren't necessarily funny things, but just people who had, uh, you probably would have worded it better than me, um, but write your name out in band names. So in the comments, write a band name for each letter of your yeah. name. And tag them if you can. If yeah. anyone, uh, and anybody who can do like only original bands, uh, only local bands, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to give a quick heads up for John Parker or Spoonie, uh, promoter and podcaster extraordinaire. He uh, actually started off it. So it's S-P-O-O-N. He just put Spoon as the first band. Great. Of course. Pantera, Opeth, Ozzy Osbourne, Nine Inch Nails. That's great. You get bonus points there, boy. Yes. Um, Chris Bayfield, Chemical Brothers, Halsey, Royal Blood, Iron Maiden, Swedish House Mafia. It's a weird one. <laughs> I like that. Um, Ali Hewitt, Ali Sparrow from uh, Hurricane Alley, Arctic Monkeys, Led Zeppelin, Level 42, In Excess, Simple Minds, Ozzy Osbourne, and Nirvana. <gasps> yes. Alison. <laughs> that's, some, that's some really cool stuff. And like bands that I hadn't heard of before because yeah. I, I was doing this thing. I was like, I can't think of a band beginning with Y. Yeah. Uh, so I went with Yelvis. Um, I would have gone with Yes. You're a bit of a Yes man, aren't you? <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. But like it makes you kind of think about stuff that you're not. It's a bands, roundabout way yeah. of thinking about it. Yeah. I was determined not to do any bomb for the T's, not to have anything begin with the. Yeah, true. And also, I wanted to give a shout, shout out to my mate Charlie D from London, Credence, Clearwater Revival, Happy Mondays, Architects, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Lonely Island, In Flames, Echo and the Bunnymen. That's some great wonderful lineup. playlists here. Exactly, man. <laughs> they but make yeah, some great festivals. We want to thank you very much for the listenings ins. Can you please subscribe and review your wonderful peoples? All right, let's do that. Yes. Um, Wait, we already probably do. Yeah, we just did. Do you subscribe, do you subscribe to yes. your, your own podcast? Yes, I do. Good, good. <laughs> Numbers, isn't it? Always, always. Yeah. Um, but there, you guys are wonderful. Thanks for listening in. Check out next week where we actually already ha um, have an idea of what we're going to be talking about. You said this uh, um, on the Facebook message. Yeah, we're going to be about South Delton music. Self-doubt and musicians. Which we okay. kind of touched on today inadvertently. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, Self-deprecation. That's it. Like you said. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we can talk a bit a little bit more about that next week. But until then, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Love you.